At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, the podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Wastelanders, Vault Dwellers, welcome back. This is the Fallout Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I am here with a an ensemble crew. We've got our patrons joining us again for the end of September. This is crazy. It's the end of September. I'm about to get hit by a hurricane, so if this is the last podcast you hear from me, it's been fun, um, <laughs> but I'm real talk. We're, we've boarded up the windows. Not really boards. They're like panels. We, we're, we're we're set up. We're we're going to be okay, I think. But um, it, it's going to be a little bit of a rocky ride. But anyway, we're recording this anyway on a Tuesday night, and with me are some of some of the regular crew that get to join us every month because there are tier four or higher patrons let's give a shout out to i'm gonna what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna introduce all of you at the same time and you're all gonna say hi at the same time ready so i'm just gonna run down the names get you get yourselves unmuted here we go we've got little green bennett maverick scarecrow and nova hi everybody i love it i love it so today's topic is We are talking about what the world was like. I want you to go back in time to the 2070s. I know that sounds like it's forward in time, but in Fallout terms, if you played any of the games, then you're out of time past this. So back to the 2070s, back to the pre-war era, and the think about the world at the time. You've got like this impending war between the U.S. and China. You have... Uh, a virus that's going around killing people. You have a much bigger stratification between the haves and the have nots. So much cor- corruption when it comes to corporations and the government and the people who are being taken advantage in those situations. I want to know if you were living during this time period, if you were if you were to transplant you plant you, you yourself, who you are today with your skills, with your ideals, with your beliefs, and you were to just like boop, move you into the future, into the future fallout, into the past future fallout. This this is getting weird. Who would you be? What would you do for a living? Would you be, what would your agenda be? Would you be taking advantage of the craziness of the situation? Would you be fighting back against something? Would you be doing the same job you do today, but in the context of the pre-war fallout world? So who wants to go first? Anybody? Anybody? Everyone's like stewing over this. I can. If yeah, Nova. Nova, yeah, go let, for it. Let Nova go first for once. <laughs> All right, cool. It's just my talk, I guess. Um, more probably the most realistic thing that I would be doing would more likely just be a grunt in the military, probably the Marines. There's something. I don't know. There's something just eye catching about the Marines that I've always really enjoyed. Uh, and I'm 
more than, I'm really am an unskilled worker and I'm very patriotic. And so once the, once the Soviets or not the Soviets, once the Chinese attacked, I mean, I'm still stuck in the real world. <laughs> once, the, once the Chinese attack, I would probably would have signed up for the Marines as soon, as soon as I was, as, as soon as I was of age and then we'll show up to, I don't know, Anchorage or maybe later in the war to the Philippines or probably even China itself to fight the red menace. Yeah. So um, you, you would do, you would do your duty as a patriot and fight for America. Yes, exactly. That would, well, that's, that's the most realistic and idealized version of this kind of alternate would be, uh, I don't know, a business mogul or something like that. It swept up with like, if, if it's like later in life where, you know, if I started a company or something like that, and then probably uh, in somehow be integrated into the war machine. Um, like just flip my manufacturing over, flip my business over from whatever I'm doing at the time, more than likely training dogs. Cause that's what I'm doing right now to training, uh, like sniffer dogs for bombs War or, dogs. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, cyber hounds like Rex. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yes. I mean, you could, yeah, you could have a whole cyber hound, uh, like anti-war unit thing going on. Well, they, no, more than likely to be swept up into the war machines where we're training dogs for the military. So like sniffer dogs for IEDs or bombs or biological agents or chemical weapons or anything else like that. Or, you know, something like for, for like SEAL Team 6 where like, you know, this in the, this in the Belgian Malinois up ahead, uh, up ahead to tackle the Chinese down, to tackle the Chinese during an operation and so that they can secure them or, you know, execute them or whatever they're going to do with them. Right. That's right. Like it, like if, if that's, that's what I'm saying, it's like if the war started and la- like later in my life where I'm like not of military, I'm not of serving age anymore right. or something like that. Well, here real quick, we got ones and zeros joining us as well. Ones and zeros. Welcome to the show. Can you hear us? Are you there? I don't I don't know if ones and zeros is actually here. Ones and zeros, if you can hear us, uh, say hi. Otherwise, uh, if you can mute your microphone while we're chatting, that would be helpful. Um, so Nova, go on. So, OK, so tra- training. So would you OK, if you had the choice, would you do biological dogs or would you do cyber dogs for the war? I don't think I would honestly would have the choice to. Um, but if you, if you did, problem. let's say, let's say okay. you saw, let's say you were a business mogul, like you're saying, right. And you can see the conflict coming. The conflict is on the horizon and you've got experience in how animals work, right? This is, this is maybe where your background is and you're going, okay, if I'm, I'm going to do a startup business and I'm going to hope, hopefully the government comes and just buys, buys me out, like buys all my services, pays me lots of money in order to do something. Cause you can see this coming, right? Do you think you go cyber dogs? Do you go cybernetics? Do you go actual trained real biological dogs? Because they can maybe do things the cybernetic dogs can't because they're real. More than likely it would be, I think, like, because I've, exp- I've experienced what's called, no- I was called training nose work. So this is like, like, well, like I said, this is what like uh, the TSA uses at airports to sniff for you know, food or drugs or anything like yeah. that. Like I have that in a more civilian context as what's called inter- it's keeping the dog entertained. It's called, uh, um, like it, it, it's, uh, I'm actually bringing the name right now. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this looks very bad on me. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It, it happens. Like it's like, it's keeping the dog entertained. It's, it's keeping the, it's keeping the dogs doing what, something that they naturally do to entertain them. So they're not being destructive. And lot, lot, and one of those is called no, is called synth work, which a lot of dogs already do. So that's basically hiding a tree around your house or hiding a tree within a certain area and having a dog go through a search pattern in order to find what you want them to find. 
so I would probably be offering that service to the military, training Belgian Malinois or German Shepherds or Dobermans or whatever they're going to or whatever they want to use to sniff out bombs, or like to sniff out the chemical components of a bomb. So the nitrates that might be with an IED or something like that, sniff those specifically out or sniff out specifically humans. So like, uh, like in the, let's say during the, during the invasion of China itself, they have these, they have the dogs that can specifically smell at where someone might be hiding, like a sniper or someone maybe around the corner. And so they, the dog would go in and tackle that person down. Yeah. Or spies or, or dogs that can identify spies because they, you know, they, they, somebody figures out like, Oh, this person's a spy and they're on the run. So you get dogs in order to like ferret them out in situations. Um, Exactly. Something like that. Like like a police working, a police military working dog, um, something, well, you know, they're attack dogs, essentially. That's not what I train right now. I train service and therapy dogs. This is, this is kind of goes against what I do already, but patriotism wins over ethics in some circumstances, I think, especially (laughs) when money's involved. (laughs) (laughs) I, I can see, I can see what you're saying there. I mean, that would be helpful as well. You know, you would be getting say veterans coming back who would need something like, you know, a, a certain types of dogs in order to help take care of them. Yeah, especially if they have their legs blown off, which is sure. which is which is what I work with right now is service dogs for people who use wheelchairs. That's why I primarily train. And so that would be a second line. That would be a second line of work that I might be doing on the side. Primarily, though, would be training, training these hounds of war because hounds of like war. The, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, what else are you going to call them? Yeah, no, that you sounds cool. That sounds like the name of your you, business. Yeah. Hounds of <laughs> you can't war. Call attack puppies. Okay, attack puppies works too, but no, Hounds I of see, War I, I think I, is going to get you more no, no, business. I, I, I see you can't call them attack puppies. <laughs> I know, like, and I, I just yeah. took it in the opposite direction and said, "What about maybe you yeah, could. could?" Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's just that's just my take. I, like realistically, probably a marine, just a grunt infantryman sent to the front lines to die for our nation. I got gotcha. you. If I, I had gotcha. the choice, it would be doing that, uh, training dogs for the military, or the FBI or whatever government agency is going to buy out my business or buy out all my sure, services to, sure. so I could train a Belgian Malinois or even breed Belgian Malinois or German shepherds or Dobermans to have ex- specifically what I'm looking for. So that I can provide that to the military or the police force or something like that. Yeah. Whoever, whoever happens to be, or the enclave the that, you slot on, uh, that you get a slot on the oil rig. Yeah. I bet the enclave probably has service dogs. That would make sense. Um, well, here, let's let's open this up, guys. I, I have a feeling that being a military and serving in this conflict might be a popular choice. Does anybody else feel like they would side with that for themselves? Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. Maverick says no. Lil Green says, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, because the only other then thing that maybe? I have going for me is the, the photography. So, like, it's you be a war like, I don't know. War photographers are things. Yeah. Well, yeah, so like, you know, like the military would be a thing for me easily because it is something that I had thought about before, like when I was still in college, like just joining one of the branches to be a correspondent of some sort. But, you know, like my parents were like, yeah, no, let's let's. Well, my mom mostly was like, yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> we, so, want you, we want you alive, please. Yeah, well, because my, my dad was a veteran. So, like, mm. you know, he was kind of he supported it. But like, eh, I kind of like staying home. So, yeah, <laughs> I get that. I get that. Um. I mean, there's benefits and there's drawbacks. I can, yeah, I can yeah. see that. And it is a risky profession. You're going, it, you could potentially go like, into places where you are getting shot at. 
or tried it's, to get exploded. It's still something that I thought, yeah, I think back to, I was like, yeah, I wonder what it would have been like. I should, like, should I have done it? And But I'm kind of happy, like, with what I've done so far. Yeah. So. Yeah. So other than that, what, what do you see yourself doing? <sighs> Honestly, if it's not that, it's either doing a grunt or just learning a job that is skill based because I do I, I mean they I, probably I still have pretty quickly they probably still have photographers yeah so if you were to so stick with I guess it's like, it would just be a different aspect of what I do because like I know like like you know people are going to get married no matter what but uh, like in the economy that there was I don't think people are going to be high like doing like the luscious weddings that I or that I the know, wealthy are pay me f- yeah the wealthy are at least but again mm-hmm. like we're photographers are a dime a dozen so it's just like I probably see myself still doing photography just in a different like aspect of it or I just straight up join the military. So it's one or the other because that's like a safe bet. And, you know, like I'll be taken care of and it's to a point to a point to, to a point until you're sent off to war. You'll be taken care of. Yeah, I mean, right. even, even still, like they, they like, you know, the United States tries to take care of its soldiers because, you know, without that, then you, your army is nothing. Mm-hmm. So hence mm-hmm. why it's a try. Yeah. And some people have better experiences with that. And some people have worse experiences yeah. with that. I've, I've yeah, spoken with people on both sides of that of that dilemma. Um, what do the rest of you guys think about this military thing? Not Is it not for you? Is it like, yeah, but I'd rather do something else. It's not really who I am. Maverick, you were straight up like, nope, not for me. Nope. Nope. Don't want to like, serve in the military. I I have thought about it, but because of everything that's going on with me, I'm uh, even probably back in those days, I would probably still be driving because I get better. I get paid better probably than most people. Yeah. Uh, you're trucking. So, so if you were if you were in the situation and you are still a truck driver right Mm -hmm. except one of the main differences is you might be driving like a fusion engine truck oh yeah does that sound freaking cool because it sounds pretty cool to me sounds awesome and that baby purr underneath you (laughs) yeah so okay and and hoping it doesn't explode either so i don't i don't know nearly as much as you do about the way trucks work and shipping logistics and all of that what would be different about having like a nuclear powered fusion engine truck as opposed to a like gas or diesel engine i probably had to say probably the probably weight distribution okay so Uh, how like uh, because I think nuclear would probably be lighter, lighter uh, than diesel. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I think I'm, you're right. I think you're right. Uh, because right now, our mathematics, which you're going to go deep into my head right now in truck driving, so hold on tight. <laughs> okay, all right. So, so diesel, diesel right now for for us, uh, it's seven pounds per gallon. Okay, that we have to go t- through. Or seven and a half. It it differs by by who does it. I go seven and a half just to make sure I have enough space. So probably nuclear. It, you can also you don't have to fuel up as much. Well, you don't as diesel, theoretically. So you wouldn't it, even have to fuel up as at all potentially. It probably, it, it, it'd probably be like a mini aircraft carrier. You know, a nuclear like, aircraft carrier. It, yeah, I mean, you probably need water. You probably need like coolant and oh, some yeah, of no, the other no, components, I, but there's not really a fuel involved in the same way as like no. So gas. so you could probably haul more weight, but but 
I know in the real world here, there are federal regulations I have to follow. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it'd be different. I think it'd probably be different in the fallout world because they're, um, um, what was it? Um, because they're at war and they need stuff pronto. Yeah. So So that, that's another aspect of it is if you are, if we are in the fallout world and I mean, the world's gone to hell. Other countries have been bombing each other into oblivion. The United States and China are kind of the two only two big guys on the block that are even really doing okay anymore. And now all of a sudden they're duking it out. I I would assume, like let's say you are a contract trucker and you know, one day you're you're delivering grocery stuff to stores and the next day you're delivering home goods and the next day you're delivering tools to whatever. You like whatever you're just taking whatever you get and, and driving across the country. All of a sudden, now you're contracted by the military and you're delivering armaments or equipment or whatever whatever they give you like would that be cool like what if what if one day they're like hey we've got 30 suits of power armor in your trailer Mm -hmm. take it across the country is that cool or is that like oh my god i've got 30 suits of power armor how do you feel about Uh, that that'd be heavy first off that that'd probably be heavy Okay, well, what if it's like 10 suits? I don't know how many you would fit in a trailer I, I, I based on size limitations. I'm, I'm just saying, sure. just off the top of my head, it's probably heavy as all heck. But, yeah, that'd be pretty cool, but scary at the same time because of all the, stu- all the stuff, if it's not properly secured and everything. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, expensive gear. It's for the war effort. I mean, it's one thing if, yeah. some, if, if Walmart doesn't get their cereal boxes. And they didn't get their cereal boxes. It's another thing if, like, if Alaska doesn't get their power armor because they're on the front line, right? Like, right. So that's a little, a little scarier. Would you, uh, would you sneak back there and try one on? It, it, I, I would want to, but <laughs> the, 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 I would really want to. But to be honest, honest, they'd, they'd probably have that thing under lock and key, though. Probably, probably. Probably, yeah. but it would be it would be kind of cool, or like they're they're you drop it off and you get to watch them unload all the power armor and be like, mm-hmm. oh my god, look at all that awesome awesome tech on that thing. That would be nuts. Can you think yeah. of anything else that might be different with like a fusion engine? Do you think the uh, you think vehicles? I mean, I, I don't know the logistics of like how a fusion engine will work. Would the trucks either, drive faster? Like, I guess you would you wouldn't want to crash them because. No potentially you get like nuclear spill out all over the highway or i mean it probably uh, chances are it's not going to explode but there is the possibility i guess i don't know it seems kind of kind of cool yeah yeah i don't really know to be honest because i'm um it i i'm probably thinking like you know how tesla came out with that with their so-called semi semi it's all electronic i i figured probably something similar but with a different type of engine different type of source where it's all quiet or whatever yeah it's like all futuristic well but yeah you see semis in in the game i mean sort of but Mm -hmm. what do you think about the the design of that like they do look different like i I know there's there's some pride in like being a truck driver and you've talked about this but you've shown pictures of your of your truck and like oh look it's all clean and you take good care of it and all of that right like, mm-hmm. what if you were driving one of the trucks that you've seen in the game? Would you feel like, oh, this looks cool? Or would you feel like, eh, it's kind of dumb? 
I, I would, I mean, if it was cleaner. Well, yes. yeah, it all cleaned up, brand new. Not, yeah, I, not on I the side of the road. It'd be pretty cool because it's top. It would, it would have been top of the line back then. Yeah, yeah. Instead of that. what it is now in the game, so that makes sense. Yeah. A- anybody else have any questions about trucking in in pre-war Fallout world? What that would be like? Not a question, but it would be bad if uh, you're hauling that power armor and the Chinese spies figure out. So. Yeah, really bad. No, you don't want that. What if what if a Chinese spy came to you and was like, hey, uh, what if I gave you a few million bucks to just kind of take that trailer off your hands and you could just say, you don't know what happened to it. You parked and then you came back and it was gone. I'm an American. (laughs) I like. Apple pie. Yes. Baseball. (laughs) Baseball. Cheeseburgers. Money. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, everyone has the price, but a job's a job, and I have to get it done. Good man, good man. <laughs> yeah. All right, ones and zeros is back. I don't know, ones and zeros. Can you hear us now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Can there you, you are. I can. Uh, so, what had happened was my phone isn't as good at picking up frequencies as I thought. So, you guys just like when I was biking home. Uh, you guys were just like frozen for 30 seconds at uh, a time, like every 10 seconds. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I'll just speed home. And yeah, I haven't even like taken off anything. I'm still wearing my entire work uniform just sitting <laughs> on my computer. Awesome. Well, you get you get set up and we'll come back to you in a minute. Uh, but we're talking about what life would be like in the pre-war of America, because most of us are American. Um, in fact, all of us are American. Aren't we all American? I don't always remember these things. But um. And what you would do, like, what would your life be like in like the 2070s if you were in pre-war fallout world? Um, So far, we've had people talk about being soldiers because of the war effort and then potentially photography still for Lil Green. And then Maverick thinks that he'd still drive trucks, but they'd be like fusion trucks with uh, Holland, potentially different kinds of things across the country. But yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. I wonder, you know, like you look at the trucks in Fallout and we're, we'll move on from trucks soon. But I just got these other questions that pop in my head. They look like they're kinds of things that were driven by humans. But you would think with robots running around, why isn't there more robotic trucking? Like, why, why didn't they automate it? Maybe it ran over one too many children. <laughs> Maybe. I'd, I'd like to speak on this topic. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, um, they're in the real world right now, they're actually testing out automated trucking right. truck, trucks right now. Uh, but, but there still has to be human behind the wheel just in case the computer does not work. So I'm guessing that's why it's not like that right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. even in the fallout world. The other thing about like robots in the fallout world is they all seem to have personalities. You know, think about like the Mr. Handys and oh, things yeah. like that. And some of them get kind of upset. Like it, it seems like they haven't designed AIs that just do a job and do it well. Like they all kind of have their own quirks. And I wonder if that messes things up while putting cars on the road. So robot road rage. Robot road rage. I was just thinking. Yeah, maybe that's a maybe that was a thing. I, I don't know of anything in the lore that talks about it, but 
That would be a really, really funny thing if it so exists. This is a note to everyone. Don't drive, don't drive stupid in front of robots radio. He will he will have a super road rage. <laughs> Buddy Bot, well, take the wheel. <laughs> um, we'll tell you what, why don't we go thank our patrons? We're gonna take a quick break. We'll thank our patrons. We've got some reviews to read out real fast, and we will be right back to find out what the rest of our guests would do in a pre-war fallout situation. All right, don't go anywhere. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, a anniversary diamond orb gear a bunch of other items it is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code maxpool m-a-x-p-o-o-l maxpool don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to marvel strike force for sponsoring this episode at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. All right, here we are. And we've got a, uh, a new patron that signed up this last week. Chen H, welcome to the Patreon. Thank you for supporting the show. Very much appreciate it. And this currently we have 61 patrons and two Sentry Bots who gets shout outs every week. That includes Dylan R and Leonard M. Thank you so much for the extra support from you and from everybody's support. Whatever tier you're at, thank you so much for taking the time and the, the money to help help make this a real thing for me full time. I can't tell you guys how much I appreciate that. Also, we have some reviews. I'll try to get through these really fast. We have three new ones that came in this last week. One from August Jameson in Canada, who this one's short and sweet. Amazing show. Five stars. That's it. I just wanted to compliment the show. Awesome. Angus. Thank you so much for that. Then we have Hankin Franken in the United States who writes, great show, five stars. Robots slash Tom is an amazing host. Fallout has been my favorite franchise since starting Fallout 3 when I was 13. This show is a fun way to fly through a 10 hour work day and nice way to refresh my memory for lore I have forgotten about. Tom has a soothing voice, which sometimes still keeps you engaged, Well, so, which somehow still keeps you engaged, not sometimes, somehow. There's a very different meaning there. Uh, keeps you engaged throughout all the episodes. Only on episode 24 currently, but I'm excited to make my way through the rest of the episodes and get caught up. Yeah, ca catch on up. You've got like 200 more to go. So <laughs> good luck with that. Then we have, oh, and thank you so much for taking the time to leave the review. Then we have Beetle Coast 8870 from Portugal. Welcome from Portugal. I don't know if we've gotten anyone from Portugal before. 
it's hard to it's hard to know for sure um it's been a while potentially uh amazing podcast five stars found this occasionally and made me install fallout 4 and new vegas again very good info research and insight by tom i'm listening from beginning and each program makes me want to play more keep up the work wish you huge success tom thank you so much beetle coast all right if you want to help out the show and have an Apple podcast account, an Apple account. You can just log into Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't listen there, leave a five-star review with some words. I will read it out on a future episode. Leaving a rating on Spotify is also an awesome way to help the show as well. All of that stuff lets people know, hey, this is a show worth listening to. It gets us out there a little bit more. It helps with the search algorithms, all of that stuff. So thank you for just taking a little bit of your time to do that. I really do appreciate it. All right, we've got more stuff to talk about with our patrons. So let's continue with that. Hello there, old chat. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. I forgot to hit the second button the first time, so they just ended up in a slightly different order. Uh, But we're back. We're back with our patrons talking about pre-war Fallout World and what they would do. Who wants to go next? We've got Bennett. Bennett's got his hand up. All right, Bennett. Let's do this again, because I accidentally had you muted. What would you do in the Fallout world? You know, Tom, picture this. (laughs) The year is 2070-something, all right? You just got done doing the Silver Shroud lore cast. Uh Uh-huh. The Grognak lore cast. That's my favorite one. You're done with work. You're tired, all right? You don't want to cook a meal. You don't want to clean your house. So your robotic butler, your Mr. Handy, one of General Atomic's finest, does it for you. And who do you get that from? Me, the General Atomics sales guy. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, okay, so we were we were talking about this a little bit when you were muted, and nobody heard you talk about it. But we talked about how you would be like a business to business sales guy. You'd be the guy. Can you explain uh, like what would that look like? Yeah. So I would go to resellers, different stores, people who are selling directly to. Um, you know, your at-home person in Fallout 4, the, what's the name of the, the lone survivor, um, his house. I wouldn't be talking to him. I'd be talking to the store where he bought it from to sell it to. Mm-hmm. So I'd be going to different expos showing the managers of Super Duper Mart, the people who purchase for Super Duper Mart. Hey, why should you buy General Atomics instead of Robco? Here's why. Um, and trying to secure deals with them. Um, yeah. That's what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, yeah. So, you, so you're selling uh, like in bulk to the big buyers. So, okay. So here's, here's another question in the fallout universe. There are a lot of different robots, lots of different robots. You've got Mr. Handy clean your house, but then there's a number of military grade robots that we run across. And then there's variations, you know, like there's uh, miss nanny. Right. And um, I mean, there's a whole bunch. Do you have like, like when you go to these expos, are you, is there like a model that you really like to sell that you're just like, Oh, this is my favorite. And I really love it when people are interested in this one. And I love to pitch this one. I'm pushing the Soltrons. I think that they're very versatile. They can move quickly. They can do a lot of damage, right? It doesn't take much material to produce these. So I probably have a higher margin, right? I'm pushing these Soltrons on people. I'm trying to set up deals with the government so that I'm guaranteed to make money. Mm-hmm. Pushing the Soltrons on the military. Yeah, That's so that was that was my next question. With the whole war effort thing going, then you know the military showing up or, or knocking on your, your door or calling up your number saying like, hey, what models do you have that we could you know, work with you guys on 
put into service how does this you know how does this work um you've got assaultrons you've got um I mean, there's a whole bunch of them, right? Sentry bots. Sentry bots. There's the, uh, who, the crap. Mr. Gutsy. Uh, Mr. Gutsy. <laughs> Mr. Gutsy models. That's true. Um, yeah, there's a variety of them. Oh, man. I can, I can just, I can picture you doing this. Like, I, I can envision it in my head. Guys, do you have any questions about this, about this whole robotic sales thing? I would transport his robots, too. There you go. You guys could work out a deal together. Uh-huh. We could. You could be the distribution. You could be the sales. Now we just need somebody to work on manufacturing. Anybody else want to manufacture robots? I mean, I guess that would kind of be in my area of interest because uh, I'm currently more into like software engineering. But since it is like the 70s, I don't think I'd really be interested that much then. Um, I wouldn't have been born then. But uh, I, I don't think I would have been as interested because it's not as advanced as it is today. Well, this it's, is the 2070s. This is like the decade before the bombs drop in Fallout. So we're talking just a few years before the Great War, the bombs drop, everybody lives in the wasteland or, or in a vault. Um, so in that world, you've got Mr. Handy and Assaultrons and, and these other robots, and they all need not only the physical bodies that they walk around with, but they also need the programming. So that absolutely would be part of the part of the creation of them. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, I also wouldn't mind working on like a manufacturing plants. I'm not sure what the word would be for that. Um, yeah, plant. I really don't mind like, right. any physical labor jobs, to be honest. Uh, but I, I guess I'd be like the kind of jack of all trades uh but as a master of none really sort of guy okay all right so would what would you rather do would you rather work behind the scenes on like the coding for the the robots and like the ai and all of that or would you rather actually work on a floor like you know with with actual physical tools and or probably machinery of so like probably large machines making sure that like the automation and the you know the whole conveyor belt thing i can imagine just like i think we've even seen them in the in the fall games like these conveyor belts with like the big machines that piece the mm-hmm. robots together all of that um i'd probably want to try and like code and try to expand their functionality uh because we can always make more robots to make more of them um and there, i don't really would i really wouldn't need to be there i don't think um it would mainly it, it seems like the, the the Mr. Handies and the robots, they, at least the, like the more sentient ones, the ones that have their own personalities, they're able to learn, they're able to develop themselves. So I don't think like a software engineer in this case would really need to do too much. But for the other models, like the Assaultrons or anything else, really, um, I'd probably need to work on it as well. Yeah, uh, I'm, I, could, I can imagine roles for each of those things. Plus uh, improvements, you know, like you're constantly like a video game, right? You come up with like patches and then you've got like, oh, you got the Mr. Handy model from last year. But do you have the latest, you know, firmware update? Because sometimes he gets a little cranky in the afternoons, you know, like you can yeah. do that kind of thing. Right. So here's another question for you, ones and zeros. If you were to design a robot. Is there a certain functionality and personality you would attach to it? 
that you think would make sense in the Fallout world because you're in manufacturing, right? You got the Mr. Handy with the kind of butler personality. And then you've got, you know, uh, Protectrons and Assaultrons and they all kind of have their own base model personalities of variations. Is there a, uh, a design you, you might like want to put out into the world? I'd probably want to make like just a general labor kind of thing so that it just like a, a cheap a cheap worker that instead of paying a bunch of teenagers like ten dollars an hour to do it's mainly just the robots which currently uh with uh, people like oh yeah robots are taking all the jobs i don't think they'd be too happy with that <laughs> yeah but yeah it's not my job to make them happy it's your job uh, to sell robots to make the robots that bennett can sell and Maverick can ship across the country. And if some of them shoot things, then Nova is going to work with them to shoot other people. And then Lil Green's going to take pictures of it while it happens. Man, we have like an entire uh, Sounds like a plan. <laughs> okay, I guess we're like working together then. Sounds good. <laughs> and I guess my dogs aren't barking anymore. They're just going to be, they're going to be shooting lasers or something like that. It's going to be like the awesome, the awesome power saying freaking lasers. Well, maybe you've got like, <laughs> yeah, maybe you've got like dogs out there, but maybe you train the dogs to be able to work with the robots so that the robots and the dogs can go into, into locations that would be difficult to get like a person into. That could work out. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. So back to the robot thing. One zero. So this, uh, this kind of laborer bot, what, what would its personality be? Um, not, not something like overly enthusiastic, like the Butler, but like semi depressed. <laughs> that would be amazing. I'm not saying you said that, <laughs> but it just made me think like the, the robots, like, you know, in, in the world of Warcraft or in Warcraft before world of Warcraft, when you click too many times on the grunts, the orc grunts, they're like, what do you want? Zog zog. <laughs> yeah, it's just like they're like edgy teenagers. Uh, <laughs> right. Every time we get back to work, they're like, ah, whatever. I'd prefer to be on the sky net anyways. Fine. Okay. God. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, just something that's like just generally polite. Um, just happy i guess or at least acts like it somebody who's like overly enthusiastic to do like manual labor like hey can you uh can you pile, pile those bricks up over there and start building that wall and they're like yes i would love to you're like <laughs> All right, it's, okay uh i yeah, love piling bricks many, it takes too too many tasks like oh yeah i can pile the bricks and then i can also grout them for you uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they, that's like I was. Yeah. Grouting would be next. Um. And I'll make it twice as tall. No. 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 Just make it exactly as tall as we decided because the wall needs to be a certain height. Are you sure you don't want it twice it, as tall? I'd love I to make it. It'd be better this way, though. <laughs> right. Right. It gives you like constructive criticism that like is not actually helpful. <laughs> like, well, the bricks are red, but what if they were pink? Okay. Um, I think it's, it's called deconstructive criticism. Honestly. <laughs> right. 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 Well, they're red, so like we need to change the color because. We have to accommodate like colorblind people because you know they're not going to be able to see the wall yeah 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 what if it's like a well actually bot it's like a well actually if you well, design them amazing. this color instead then you, like shut up just build the please just build the wall for me <laughs> that sounds awesome you guys have any questions about either either bennett or um ones and zeros and this working with robots thing nothing 
kind of dig it, especially since they push uh, like robots and like definitely like pre-war so much that like it's just a common part of society. So like it makes sense. It honestly does. So and like because if like robots are everywhere in society, I feel like because like they're in it and like not well, like I'm not, I don't want to say I don't know if it's like common people or like the upper like like wealthy like just as like they're taking they're 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 the modern day modern day made mm-hmm. and then the military has their hands in them and then like every a lot of places that you visit they have them giving tours doing security doing the work so it's no like honestly that is probably one of the best jobs to get it's <laughs> because- a good point it's a good point in fallout 4 we see what is like the average american family right you've got a husband yeah. and a wife they're both employed so they have the money to put into a nice home and some things for their home they have a child and so obviously they've decided to recently purchase a mr handy you even see the box in one of the rooms still right and if the average american home can have a mr handy well, then lots of people can afford at least a robot. Yeah. Not to mention businesses and the military and everybody else. So that's it makes sense why they're so common. They're all over the place. So, yeah, it seems like a good line of work where you're going to constantly have something to do. So I think it's a good choice. All right. Any other thoughts on robots before we move on? Not me. <laughs> Other robots. Well, well, of course not you, but you know, <laughs> we know um, everything about you already. Yeah, for <laughs> <else to> ask. <laughs> All right, Scarecrow. I think you're last on the list. Are you? Where are you going? What are you doing? What is? What did your life look like in this 2070s world? Scarecrow, can but... you actually hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, it got loud earlier, so I had to mute. But um, with my health, I can't join the military, unfortunately. Otherwise, I would. But I do have um, heating and air repair and refrigeration because I went to college for that. Okay. My father was a mechanic and a tow truck driver, so I know some of that. So I could definitely do those two things. So you're thinking like you would just translate those skills directly into that world yeah okay so you see yourself um, like running your own business oh sorry sorry go ahead uh, maybe then it actually said in chat because i posted this in chat earlier that i could be the guy going around fixing the nuka cola machines and that could also translate into the vim machines and the milk machines you see all over the commonwealth Right. And everywhere else. Right. Now, would you would you like to work for a company like Nuka-Cola and do that as a Nuka-Cola employee? Be the guy they send out to go, you know, work on, you know, fixing up the machines that get broken or whatever else needs to go like be repaired? Or would you rather just kind of do your own thing and be kind of a contract worker? Uh, Either or really. So neither like neither makes a difference to you. You like if you imagined yourself showing up to a place, would you be proud to wear like the Nuka Cola jumpsuit and be like, "Hey, where's your Nuka Cola machine? I'm here to fix it." Or would you rather have like your own business jumpsuit or some other people that you're working for that are more of like a local kind of kind of thing? I mean, truthfully, Nuka Cola would be the better choice because. 
I'm pretty sure they could pay more than just a typical handyman. So, yeah, you would hope. I mean, they're they're a big company. You'd hope they've got some, you know, yeah. good uh, some health insurance plans and <laughs> some <laughs> retirement or something, you know, going on with that. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I can, man, can you imagine like getting in your like I'm sure they give you a truck, right? And you you they send you out and you're like, "All right, you're going you're going over to Boston today. You're going to swing by, you know, these five locations. You're going to check on their machines. You're going to, you know, update them or upgrade them or repair them, whatever they need to do, right? And you you put on your Nuka-Cola jumpsuit. You get you and your buddy get in your Nuka-Cola truck that you're riding around in this big red Nuka-Cola truck with all of your gear and all of your tools and all that stuff in it. And you head off down the road and you pass by Maverick and you, how's it going? And (laughs) maybe he's delivering some Nuka-Cola, but can you imagine riding around in a Nuka-Cola truck? I mean, that would, it's the equivalent of be like working for like Coke or Pepsi. And like today in, in our world, we're like, yeah, Coke or Pepsi, whatever. We see them all over the place and I'm sure people would fall. It would feel the same way. But because this is like a fun thing for us to me, that just sounds so much more cool right like yeah 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 okay (laughs) yeah what do you guys think what do you think about this like repair just a repair person somebody who who works on things so hear me out if you were to start your own business scarecrow you could call it this the scarecrow coal repair co and so you can go around. It can be it can be catchy. You have your own van. You can have your own face pl- uh, plaster acro- across it, and it'd be you could be classy. And also, you can steal the occasional new color from the machine as well. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like because I'm I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure because in, in our world, Coca Cola doesn't own the vending machines. They just they just provide the supply for it, and so. That's true. That's true. And, and so Nuka Cola wouldn't be fixing those machines if they don't own them. Yeah, I'm I'm and just so, putting out a scenario. Yeah. Like maybe they also own the machines in that world. Um, and yeah, maybe I, I, I'm I'm just brainstorming for what sure. I know about. Like yeah. But yeah. anyway, so like, I'm saying like if you do if you do work for your if you do work for yourself first of all you can make your own classy catchy name. You can have your own area of operation. You can have your own time. You can have do everything. All this other junk, which would be impossible if you're working for a super corporation like Nuka Cola or even if you're working for a local repair shop, it would be like, you wouldn't be sent across the country. You, you wouldn't be uh, giving these probably insane hours. You'd be more independent. Really? I think, I think to that, to that point, Rob makes a good point. He says, you think Nuka Cola, Rob, the princess in chat would be willing to give, provide employees benefits. Like at this point in the way things are going in the world, the the corporations are screwing over their employees pretty badly and that might be actually a bad place to work compared to being able to do your own thing and then now you are defining how much you're charging you're managing your own your own clientele you're deciding to put a certain percentage away for the future because you're now running your own business in fact you're able to hire other employees and send them out and do the work um Scarecrow, do you enjoy like being hands-on? I know some people just want to be hands-on with a job like that. And other people, they're like, they like it, but if they could make more money by hiring other people and training them and being in management, that would seem like the better thing to do for them. I mean, I'd rather be hands-on than be in a management role, maybe a uh, supervisory role I could handle, but not upper management. Right. But yeah, I prefer hands on. 
Got it. Got it. The other thing that this really works well with, and um, who posted it in chat? Uh, probably, uh, no, no. Oh, uh, aim, aim for the hay says, uh, with as much broken stuff after, after the fallout, he would be set for life. So here's the thing. Like if you take any of the roles that you guys have talked about, some of them work better in the post-war world than others, than others do. Right? Like, so scarecrow being able to be able to repair things and be very hands-on and able to kind of do whatever needs to be done that's super useful once the bombs drop and you're living in a wasteland and everything's busted and you gotta you gotta make do with what you've got right um being in a a soldier role being somebody who's been out on the battlefield now you have to deal with raiders and all sorts of stuff like that and you have to understand how weapons work and (laughs) coordinate tactics and you know that makes a lot of sense as well that stuff translates over but something like bennett poor bennett i don't know that you've got too many corporations to sell robots to anymore after the bombs drop you know that role doesn't become as beneficial directly in that way but being able to understand people and understand what makes somebody motivated to buy something or not is a negotiation tactic so that role could play into like some sort of leadership position somebody who's able to motivate other people that kind of thing um real quick let's just go around everybody and what do you think what do you think your how do you think your job would translate into the wasteland let's just i'm just going to go down the list lil green what do you think photography it wouldn't at all you're like nope nope well all right let me because from what I can see in at least when 76 I've seen it they use film and um, when the bombs drop it would destroy all the film honestly because um, uh, it, 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 like film is just reacts to like any source of light even being x-ray and of course when a, a nuclear bomb explodes x-ray gamma ray like that is released so it would completely fog film and destroy it and you wouldn't be able to use it so photography would be useless honestly yeah yeah i think you're right i think you're right unless you were to find film in locations that were far enough away from any of the yeah i mean like that that survives it might still be few and far between because like i don't think i've ever seen like a digital camera at all so like well even the screens are just like black and green like it's not like like a digital camera wouldn't work right so, but, um, yeah, like I, I wouldn't like my work would be kind of like null and void. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Bennett, do you think you could translate sales skills into the wasteland? So post-war caravans exist. I'm running a caravan and me and my good friend Maverick here are going to handle it together. He's going to handle the logistics side of it. He's going to be sure we're delivering to all the stores throughout the wasteland on time promptly. We're getting the goods there. I'm just going to find the right people, find what they need. The Maverick's going to handle the rest. Yeah, this is a similar topic to we, we actually had on one of our patron chats before. So, Maverick, you you translate that over to caravanning and transporting goods across the wasteland. That makes sense, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, Scarecrow, your repair stuff. I feel like that's a direct correlation, being able to repair items and things that everybody needs, right? Um, Nova, dogs, dog training. What do you think about that? Um. <laughs> really depends on if i honestly don't know uh, i mean dogs like, still dogs are still around yeah yeah like, the dogs still around like probably pro- like probably train them to 
be guard dogs basically i have to learn how to do that first though so that'd be great but even so, yeah, even helping people in need like in the wasteland there are going to be people who have disabilities or whatever who having a companionship with a dog that can help them out might be the difference between life and death i suppose but there's also a predisposition of the dog's personality they need to take into account as well and having a large stock of dogs to choose from is almost essential already to it is really essential in order to choose the perfect companion for that person. So in the post-war world, finding that would be few and far between. You're not going to find a dog meet every single corner. You're more likely going to find a, a, a mongrel or a hound or, I, I, I don't know, like whatever, the, whatever they're, yeah, I think they're called mongrels in Fallout. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're going to find those more more likely than not. You're not going to find dog meat. That's true. That's true. Bennett, you raised your hand. you wanted to add something? Raiders have attack dogs, so Nova still has a market to sell to. Yeah, yeah it, but I, I'm a nice guy, though. I'd rather just <laughs> make guard, guard dogs. Yeah, protect <laughs> dogs. So for your little settlements and your farms that can, like, help watch over your property and bark exactly. when somebody comes and, like, it, all of that stuff. That totally makes sense. Well, like, probably, actually, I just thought of it. Probably, actually, more than likely the hunting dogs, actually. That's probably what I would do is, like, bird retrieval or, um, like, if, if you know what a Weimaraner is or a... Uh, Oh, what is that? A, a dog Argentino. They are a, a wine riders bred specifically to hunt bears in Germany and dog Argentino is specifically bred to hunt. Uh, what is it? Jaguars in South America. So something along those wow. lines possibly as well. Where I don't know, like get a, get a pack of wine riders. Cause I have one. And I actually do have one. Get a pack of wine riders and send them out to the local Yaguay. <laughs> <laughs> hunt it down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bring, bring the food in or same thing. Tracking, uh, rag stags or mole rats or anything else along those lines it would make hunting actually a lot easier yeah. so that's, pro- that's probably more like about where I would fall into that, just be a hunter and also I have a lot of guns and so that'd be pretty easy too that, that'd fall into that as well <laughs> those two things would work well for hunting yes, they would. or for defense both is, yeah both yeah. would be great yeah that makes a lot of sense too now ones and zeros if you're constructing robots or programming them, what do you think? How do you think that works um, into the wasteland? So I want to disclaim, I would not do this in today's day and age. It's messed up. But in the wasteland where there is no rules and you always have to watch your own back, I would still take on the um, workload of like, like troubleshooting people's um, like, robots all that um i'd probably be solo uh or at least working with a group who knows what they're doing but like there would be an alternative intent i would fix whatever they needed me to fix but um i would introduce like a back door into the system or at least like introduce malware um okay in the event that i need to i can use them and turn it into like a mr house at the hoover dam sort of situation Uh or or the mechanist i could call upon them if i need to of course i don't know if i'll have the knowledge to be able to do such a thing but it would be nice to be able to at least like shut down the robots if i'm going to be attacked by one of them (laughs) or something well hey i mean it's the wasteland you've got a lot of time on your hands because that is true you're not watching 
movies anymore because those don't get made or whatever you're doing in your free time is probably just surviving and then learning skills that are going to help you survive, like being able to shut down robots so they don't kill you. So <laughs> I think you probably would have time to, to figure that out over a few years. Um, yeah, no, uh, man, that's cool. It's, it's cool the way to think to think about like. I mean, it's one of those post-apocalyptic things, right? This joke of like half of us have jobs that would not be very useful if the world ended because, you know, like, well, I'm an accountant. Well, good luck. You're going to starve and die. Somebody's going to kill you because you don't have a very useful skill in some place like the wasteland. Right. But somebody who is a mechanic or a soldier or somebody who is, is good at dealing with people. Right. Like those are skills that still translate into that kind of world. So it's, it's neat to think about that. The jump from one to the other. Guys, this has been super fun. Thank you for joining me again. We got to wrap up the show. I'm going to go run through everybody one more time. Feel free to share. If you have a project that you're working on that you want to share with other people or just a way to get a hold of you, uh, feel free to share that. Little Green, I know you got your photography stuff. If people want to reach out, if they want to see if you're in the area close to them and get some photos done, how do they do that? Uh, you could reach me on the Discord. I'm Lil Green on there, or uh, follow me on Instagram at Lil Green underscore photography. So, and shout out to the one guy that found me and followed me. <laughs> awesome. So, hopefully, I'll get some more content that you all enjoy as well. <laughs> ben, it's like it's me. He's pointing to himself. <laughs> ben, did you follow Lil you Green? <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. Bennett, what do you? Do you have anything going on, or ways people can reach out? Um, you can ping me on the Discord if you want to chat. You can join uh, Tom's streams on Twitch. I try and join as often as I can. It's very fun. Um, get Thanks. to talk to people. Yeah. Um, and then you can catch me on the next Elder Scrolls patron chat. So there awesome. you go. Awesome. Yeah, it's coming up on Thursday, assuming that my house doesn't get blown up by the hurricane. So we're just going to have to see how that goes. But hopefully we can still do that Thursday night. So awesome. Thanks for joining us again, Bennett. Uh, Maverick, I know you got stuff going on. Yes. That's yes, it. I yes, I am. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I am the host of, of the Fallout Roundtable. You can. We are on any major uh, platforms. Your streaming platforms such as Spotify. We have a YouTube channel now. Nice. Uh, nice. We should have. We should have uh, Instagram in the next couple of weeks. Uh, our Twitter is. Fallout RTB at well at Fallout RTB, and then me personally, uh, I've been I've been continuously frantically searching uh, with the second podcast, the Tales of the Apocalypse, that's still working on. And then if you want to reach me, you smoke signals. Smoke signals. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Yes. I, I can see them over over yonder mm. wherever I am. Very cool. Very cool. Or at or at your nearest truck stop. You can fax me from there. Yeah, but don't light the truck stop on fire in no. order to make smoke signals. That would be a bad idea. That'd be a very bad idea. Very bad idea. Don't do that. Well thanks no. for joining us again, Maverick. And uh yeah, yeah, go check out go check out the follow round table. Uh Scarecrow, you got anything going on or ways people can reach out? Well, just the Discord. I've got all my social and PlayStation and all that connected to Discord, so you can find me there. Very cool. Well, thanks for joining us again. Nova, I know you got some stuff going. Yeah, I just completed a video a week ago about, like, it really dives into why the combat rifle is chambered in the 
what looks like a puny Ford ACP when this more powerful rounds out there. And it like, it, it touched on the, t- it touched on the topic of how, of what the U S military strategy that was that they were pursuing during the Sino-American war and how the, the combat rifle chamber and a, a pistol caliber really falls into that or why I think it does at least besides that, I'm yeah. currently working on a video about the scorch. I'm working on lore videos about, Call of Duty, like the uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, preparation for Modern Warfare 2 being released at the end of next month. Um, I have like nine other different scripts I'm writing as well, which I've kind of thought tossed the wayside for temporarily. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. like my YouTube channel is at Supernova Gaming on YouTube. And I have a Twitter, exact same thing. Uh, we Telegram as well if you really want me to, but I'm mostly active within the Discord. Within Discord, and I'm on the Discord server, and I'll reply within a couple of minutes if you ping me. Well, there you go. Well, go check out Supernova Gaming and check out the uh, the Fallout lore videos there. Awesome stuff, dude. Thanks for joining again. And then ones and zeros, what you got? Um, nothing much. Nothing much. I just have a screaming cat at my door, but that's about all I have to offer. Okay. All right. Anybody want a screaming cat? Let ones and zeros, ones and zeros know. Uh, but yeah, thank you everybody for joining me. This has been super fun. This is always the highlight of my month to get to hang out and nerd out about all this awesome fallout stuff. Um, we've got some all sorts of fun stuff coming up. October, October. Did you guys realize October is the 25th anniversary of fallout? It's coming up. Yep. So be looking for content creators to be doing all sorts of different stuff this month. I know Bethesda's got some things cooking up. I can't talk about yet. Uh, I'll be doing some thematic episodes throughout the month. Um, hopefully I'll have some giveaways to do. I think what I'll do is I will, I will be giving them away on stream. So it'll be one of those things where you don't have to enter anything. You don't have to spend any money. If you just show up during one of my streams, then maybe you will get a giveaway because it'll just be kind of random to whoever happens to be there. So uh, twitch.tv slash robots radio for the live streams for any of the shows when we record them live like this one or uh, the game streams on Mondays, Wednesdays and Friday afternoons, except for maybe not tomorrow because I will be trying to survive a hurricane. Uh, Maybe I should live stream that from my phone. That would be exciting. Uh, (laughs) Oh, we just watched Tom die. Wonderful. Great. Man, that got real dark. Here's Tom's weather rock live from from Florida. You see Tom's live stream and Jim Cantore coming in the background. I was like, oh, he's not doing good. Oh, hey, guys. Yeah, the storm's doing all right. Oh, there goes my roof. Look. Oh, 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 there goes my. Oh, now I can't hear anything. The wind is too. Oh, I got to sign off. Of the news lady who's talking, all of a sudden, it comes comes out of the mood, just hits her inside the face. Yeah. You ever see that? Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Hey guys, I'm doing great. Bong. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll do. What I should do is just video myself standing in the middle of the road with an American flag, with no shirt on, just yes. like that guy. Remember that guy, <laughs> hurricane guy. Yes. Yeah, I don't have the long yes. flowing hair, but I, that, I get just, a wig. There you go. I could get a wig. I could just. I would probably blow off. I would just. I would just stand in 100 mile an hour winds in the middle of my road for like hours, live streaming it. We're on the mechanism. No, 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 no. No, no, Tom. What we need to do, Tom, what we need to do is you the American flag like stuck to, stuck somewhere on your body and be playing the bass guitar as the wind there blows you past you at 100 miles an hour and you're yeah. just in the in the eye of the storm. Right. You can't hear anything, but you can dub it over with music later. Yes, it'll be awesome. It'll be it'll be epic. Well, <laughs> thanks again, guys. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Headbang into the storm. All right. Well, thanks for being here, guys. We'll see you next time. Stay safe out there. That includes me too. Bye, everybody. Bye. 
plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Reach out to me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Check out the Robots Radio Rocket Club, where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast, starting a new podcast, or helping your current podcast grow. There's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well. And you can always talk with us and the entire community, over 2,000 people on the Robots Radio Discord. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you. See you guys next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.